0: I was 19 when this happened. It was a full year after finishing high school and I'd just gotten my own house. My house was in a trailer park since they're so much cheaper. So one night I was in my house with my three friends, Courtney, Lauren, and Angelica. Keep in mind that they also live in the same trailer park that I do as well. They were spending the night and we were laughing and talking for a while the tv was on since we decided to watch music videos on mtv well after about half an hour at about 11:30 at night the emergency alert system went off on my tv saying about a tornado that had touched down nearby the robotic voice on the alert said it was actually a tornado emergency for those that don't know what that is it's much higher than a tornado warning it means a tornado is large and deadly And then catastrophic damage is expected, and then loss of life is likely. Anyway, Courtney, Lauren, Angelica, and I had to get the hell out of the house since it was in a trailer park. And just as we all got outside, the siren started blaring. It scared the shit out of us since the sirens are only seven houses away from my house, so it was very loud from a real close distance. The wind got pretty violent then we ran at full speed to the storm shelter which was only half a block away us and everyone else living there went inside and down to the basement then about 15 minutes later the power went out then we heard what sounded like the rumble of a freight train and we heard things outside being blown around and things crashing i freaked out and thought to myself oh my god is this where we're going to die Lauren started having a panic attack and began hyperventilating. Courtney started to have an anxiety attack. And Angelica started crying from being terrified. We were all just talking about this together. We really thought we were going to die. But I told them we'll get through this together. Other people in the shelter started to get worried as well. Some of them were even thinking the exact things that we were. I called my mom and I told her what was going on. She said that she was in her closet in her basement, and she told me to be safe. I told her through the phone. Mom, if something bad happens to me, I just want you to know I love you. Well, about 12.30 a.m., the power came back on, and we were finally able to leave the shelter. When we got outside, there was debris everywhere. There were a couple of trees uprooted, a few cars flipped upside down, A few homes were badly damaged, and about three other homes were completely obliterated. When we got back to my house, the garage was completely blown out, but my house and our cars weren't damaged by some miracle. The four of us couldn't get any sleep that night, and a few hours later, during the mid-morning hours, we decided to walk around the trailer park to look for more damage. We actually saw a car that crashed into a house. Courtney's house had a bit of siding blown off and the roof to her garage was blown off as well. Lauren's house had a broken window, and the garage had an uprooted tree that crashed in, and Angelica's house had a couple of minor pieces of the roof blown off. A window was shattered, and a little bit of siding was blown off from the violent wind. Our moms then called us, and they asked if we were alright, which we told them we were. They were glad we survived, and then we went back to my house. That was quite an experience, and we were also glad that nobody else out there was hurt or killed. However, the people living in the houses that were badly damaged and obliterated were displaced, and they had to find new places to live. And to say that traumatized us is an understatement. That had to have been one of the most scariest things that I've ever been through, and I really hope I never have to experience anything like that ever again. This incident happened to me when I was 15 years old back in 1999. I grew up in Southern California in the suburbs of Los Angeles. We moved to our home when I was about 6 years old. I lived with my mom, three brothers, and little sister. I'm the middle child, which wasn't easy as a kid, and I often felt overlooked. I also have ADHD and high-functioning autism which made me feel even more isolated. I'll give you guys an overview of my town and house so you can get an idea of where I grew up. When we moved there, our city was pretty much all dirt roads and citrus orchards. It was common to see coyotes, deer, rattlesnakes, and even mountain lions. Our house was up a road that looked like a dead-end street, but the street curved around and led into our neighborhood. It was remote and creepy. Our house was the second house on our street. I guess you could say it was your typical middle-class neighborhood. We had a huge canyon behind our house, literally right next to the fence of our backyard. We loved to play in the canyon as kids. There was a big river in the canyon that my siblings and I would ride our boogie boards down. There were even small waterfalls to play in, and small fish and frogs in the river. Now, as an adult, I cringed to think of how I'd go down into that canyon alone at such a young age. When I was about 10, the police had discovered a dead body in the lake down in the canyon and ended up building a dam and drained the lake. We weren't able to play in our beloved river anymore as the police had drained it. I guess it was for the best, though. Years later, I had actually discovered that that wasn't the first body that they found down there in the canyon. They ended up draining it because someone kept dumping bodies into the lake. Well, in third grade, I also had a friend who lived down the street from me who was murdered. I guess her dad had left the house for business, and the mom and the children were murdered while he was gone. They never solved the case. They also never solved the cases involving the dead bodies in the canyon behind our house either. Anyway, back to my house we had a pretty big yard and even had a goat horses a pig cats and dogs and you get the idea we also had a big barn that was against the canyon where our animals would be kept at at night we had a steam driveway and our street was also pretty steep as it led up to the mountains by my house between our home and the rest of the neighborhood was a trail kind of a slab of land with overgrown shrubbery with a huge electrical tower right in the middle of the trail The brushes along the path were really tall and overgrown, which only added to the creepiness of my neighborhood. All of the kids in my school considered our street to be the creepiest street in town. The previous owner of our house actually died in the house. Yeah, literally died in the master bedroom. I have no idea why my mom even bought that house in the first place. I bet that she must have gotten a killer deal on it all jokes aside i really hated that house though i never felt safe in it and i actually moved out as soon as i turned 18. it was a tri-level style home so the layout was kind of weird we had a pretty sturdy front door that creaked when you'd open it the living room kitchen and dining room were on the first level of the house the tri-level part of the first floor led down to some stairs in our family room and then to a small hallway and bathroom My bedroom was next to the bathroom stairs. My room was kind of tucked away in a weird spot of the hallway. There was a little piece of wall that obscured my view into the family room from my bedroom door. Another weird aspect of the house was that there was a huge cutout in the wall of the kitchen, so it was essentially a window built into the kitchen wall that overlooked the family room. I could see into the kitchen from the hallway where my room was thanks to this pointless wall cutout. The house was built in 1970, and my parents had done some, well, very strange renovations over the years. Anyway, I digress. Let's get back to my scary experience. So again, my bedroom was the only bedroom on the first floor. Everyone else's bedrooms were upstairs. My mom had given me the downstairs bedroom so I wouldn't have to share a room with my little sister anymore because I'd have full-blown panic attacks whenever my sister would mess up the bedroom. I really liked being downstairs, though, because I just loved being alone. I'm a proud hermit and introvert, but I'm not gonna lie. It was creepy as fuck at night being all alone downstairs. I'd often sleep with my dog in my room and close my bedroom door. I'd usually lock my door because I'm a very paranoid type of person, Other neurodivergent listeners will understand what I mean. Intrusive thoughts are a bitch. One late night, my dog was scratching at the door, probably wanting to get out to grab a drink from his water bowl down the hall. Oh, I also forgot to mention that the house had two back doors. One led directly into my restroom from outside, and the other led directly into our laundry room. Again, weird setup. Both of the doors had locks but they didn't even work half the time. Anyway, I had let my little dog out of my room and I could have sworn that I'd shut my bedroom door and then went back to bed. I honestly never leave my door open when I sleep, not even a crack. I ended up waking up confused a few hours later. I looked at my clock and it was 5 a.m., way too early to get up for school. I never woke up this early. I was also confused as to why I was hanging halfway off my bed. I always sleep with my head on the left side of my bed, never the right. It was like someone had picked me up and laid me on the opposite side of my bed, plus I was kind of hanging off the side. Being autistic, I like things to be a specific way every single night. Close the door, sleeping on the left side of my bed, an alarm going off at 7am to wake me up for school. I rubbed my eyes feeling confused and kind of just off. I felt weird. Like something wasn't right. I started to laugh to myself thinking I probably just had a crazy dream and I had just moved a lot in my sleep. Which by the way literally never happens. I looked around my room and I was very surprised to see my door was slightly cracked open. I was certain I had closed the door after letting my dog out. I suddenly felt wide awake. Again, I still felt weird as fuck. I don't know why I didn't just go back to sleep. I felt like I needed to just get up quickly, get out of my room, and get ready for school, which I also never did this early. I walked towards my bedroom door and opened it. The house was pitch black, except for the dim light my mom always kept on in the kitchen. As I walked out of my room, I went to go turn into my bathroom when I could have sworn that I saw the figure of a man standing in the kitchen through that weird ass wall cut out. I thought nothing of it and I told myself I must still be half asleep. I brushed it off and continued my way into the restroom. I locked the door behind me and quickly turned on the shower. After finishing my shower, I opened the bathroom door. I was surprised to see my mom standing right in front of me with her arms crossed and a scowl on her face. I looked at her confused and I asked her what was wrong. She immediately started yelling at me, then saying, How many times have I told you not to have friends spend the night on a school night? She went on and on about this and I was so confused. I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. I stopped my mom and I told her I didn't have any friends over. And that i had no idea what the heck she was even going on about she said that i must be lying to her in her defense she had caught me sneaking in some of my friends through my bedroom window just a few weeks prior to this i kept telling her i wasn't lying and i started getting upset that she was accusing me of something that i definitely didn't do she must have realized at some point that i'd been telling the truth all of a sudden she got really quiet and looked pale and her eyes got wide. ''Do you promise me that you didn't have any friends over?'' She said very calmly. Again, I said bluntly, ''Yes, I promise. Why?'' She just stood there staring at me. Again, I asked her what was wrong. She hesitated, and then began talking again. She told me that she had woken up early around 5 a.m. She was laying in bed reading a book, when she had heard me downstairs as I opened and shut the bathroom door and turned on the shower. Right after she heard me turn on the shower, she heard heavy footsteps move quickly across the wooden floors downstairs. She said that it sounded like the person had heavy boots on as they moved from the kitchen all the way to the front door. She then heard the front door swiftly open and then close. My mouth dropped open and I just stared at her. I couldn't believe it. I told her I saw the figure of a man standing in the kitchen while walking to the restroom but that I thought I was just seeing things. She didn't say anything else and walked off. I was so creeped out and I didn't know what to think. Later that day she changed the locks on all of our doors and even put latches on the doors. This incident made me hate our house even more. When this happened my mom was going through a divorce with my stepdad so she thought it might have been him or maybe even our really creepy neighbor. After that night, I started making sure to lock my bedroom door and window every night. We never found out who had come into our house early that morning. Even to this day, it turns my stomach thinking about what could have happened to me. This definitely wasn't the first or last scary experience in that house. I still have nightmares about what could have happened to me. How did they get into my house? Were one of the doors unlocked? Why had they come into my room? Were they watching me sleep? Why did they move me like that in my bed? How did I not wake up as they moved me? Why didn't they steal anything? Why were they even there in the first place? And how the hell did they get there? My mom didn't hear a car start up or drive off. Were they on foot? Did they come from the canyon? Did they hide along the sketchy trail in front of my house? the questions i still continually ask myself that scare me to my core are why did they leave my room to go to the kitchen was he coming back with a kitchen knife they had left my cracked door open and then went to the kitchen i truly believe the person was planning to come back to my room to do god knows what i have no idea why i felt so compelled to get up early that morning i don't know who the hell it was but i truly believe that they didn't have good intentions. At the time of this story, I was in college. Playing on the rugby team meant that I would go to parties and often go out to bars with my teammates and our friends. On this particular night, we had a party with my team and the women's rugby team and a bunch of our friends. The party was the usual college party. Loud music, keg of beer, punch, and a ton of other drinks. By the time the party was over, there was nothing left. Rugby players can outdrink anyone. At this time, it's about midnight, so we decided to take the party to the bars. It was about a 15 minute walk to the bar. Most of the people at the party left before me, and my team had finished cleaning up after the party. So, at this point, it's about 10-15 to 15 guys walking together to the bar at the same time. Sometimes the town is not the safest, so strength in numbers is important. We get to the bar around 12.30 a.m., and we all go into the packed bar and start ordering our drinks. The bar had closed around 2 a.m., so we had all started to make our way out of the bar. Somehow, we lost sight of each other, and I started to walk back to my dorm alone. I met up with a few other guys who were walking back to campus. None of us knew each other, so we started having some small talk. And we found out we lived in the same dorm just different floors the walk back to the campus was about 30 minutes it's not a long walk but it's negative seven degrees and snow and ice covered everything and when you're really drunk it makes it much more difficult to walk all of us had to pee so we went behind a house that we thought was abandoned there was a broken down car and trash all over the yard and the house looked like it was falling apart So we go behind the house by the back porch and started to do our thing. All of a sudden, we then heard the unmistakable sound of a shotgun being cocked. In a split second, there was a man running out the back door. He was about 10 feet away from us. We all jumped and we started to run as fast as we could back to the campus. Now I'm not the fastest person, but being chased by a man with a shotgun really makes your legs move after a block of running we thought he just went back inside we were dead wrong he was still chasing us and he still had his shotgun i then looked back to see how close he was to us and i saw him stop running and draw his gun and aim it to shoot at us we jumped into the woods that bordered the school and we ran through the woods until we lost him then finally back to our dorm We actually all packed into one of the guy's dorms just to talk about what happened. We agreed to stay there until we caught our breath and calmed down. After about an hour, we all went back to our dorms and we agreed to never talk about it to anyone. We could have gotten arrested, or even worse, killed by that man. I know that we shouldn't have been in his backyard, but to continue to chase us into the woods and try and shoot us was excessive. It was one of the scariest experiences of my life, and I thought that if I didn't outrun him, I would have been shot. Thank God we got away, and I'm never going to an abandoned property for as long as I live. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always... Damn.